welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Zwans, and today is Monday of the third week of Easter. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us acknowledge our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. Grant, we pray, Almighty God, that putting off our old self with all its ways, we may live as Christ did. For through the healing paschal remedies, you have conformed us to his nature, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. A reading from the Book of Acts. Stephen was filled with grace and power, and began to work miracles and great signs among the people. But then certain people came forward to debate with Stephen, some from Cyrene and Alexandria, who were members of the synagogue called the Synagogue of Freedmen, and others from Sicilia and Asia. They found that they could not get the better of him because of his wisdom and because it was the spirit that prompted what he said. So they procured some men to say, We heard him using blasphemous language against Moses and against God. Having in this way turned the people against him, as well as the elders and scribes, they took Stephen by surprise, and arrested him, and brought him before the Sanhedrin. There they put up false witness to say, This man is always making speeches against this holy place and the law. We have heard him say that Jesus the Nazarene is going to destroy this place and alter the traditions that Moses handed down to us. The members of the Sanhedrin all looked intently at Stephen, and his face appeared to them like the face of an angel. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Responsorial Psalm Blessed are they who walk in the way of the Lord. Blessed are they who walk in the way of the Lord. Though princes sit plotting against me, I ponder on your statutes. Your will is my delight. Your statutes are my counsellors. Blessed are they who walk in the way of the Lord. I declared my ways and you answered. Teach me your statutes. Make me grasp the way of your precepts and I will muse on your wonders. Blessed are they who walk in the way of the Lord. Keep me from the way of error and teach me your law. I have chosen the way of truth with your decrees before me. 
Blessed are they who walk in the way of the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. After Jesus had fed the 5,000, his disciples saw him walking on the water. Next day, the crowd that had stayed on the other side saw that only one boat had been there and that Jesus had not got into the boat with his disciples, but that the disciples had set off by themselves. Other boats, however, had put in from Tiberias, near the place where the bread had been eaten. When the people saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into those boats and crossed to Capernaum to look for Jesus. When they found him on the other side, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered, I tell you most solemnly, you are not looking for me because you have seen the signs, but because you had all the bread you wanted to eat. Do not work for food that cannot last, but work for food that endures to eternal life, the kind of food the Son of Man is offering you. For on him, the Father, God himself, has set his seal. Then they said to him, What must we do if we are to do the works that God wants? Jesus gave them this answer. This is working for God. You must believe in the one he has sent. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, we need to do a little work to fill in the picture here. On Friday, we started reading the sixth chapter of John's Gospel, and we heard about the great miracle of Jesus' multiplication of the loaves and the fish. Now, our reading would have continued on Saturday, but for the fact that Saturday here in Australia was Anzac Day, and so we had a special set of readings there. But if we kept going with John 6, we would have heard the next event. Having fed the 5,000 with this great miraculous multiplication of the loaves and the fish, the crowd decide that Jesus is the one that really needs to be in charge, and so in their enthusiasm, John describes that they want to take Jesus by force and make him their king. So he escapes, and he withdraws into the mountains by himself. In the meantime, the disciples, they go back to the shore of the Sea of Galilee, and they get into the boat in order to cross the lake and to return to Capernaum. And when they do this, evening is falling. Now remember the picture. Disciples in the boat, Jesus in the hills praying by himself. And the crowds that were miraculously fed by the loaves and the fish, they've seen Jesus and the disciples go in separate directions. Now, after the disciples have gotten into the boat, a storm whips up. And having rowed about three or four miles, the disciples are in a bit of trouble. And they look over and they see Jesus walking on the sea, drawing near to the boat. And at that moment, they're frightened. And Jesus calls out to them, It is I. Do not be afraid. Now, that's an important moment because when Jesus says, It is I, he's literally saying in Greek, Ego eimi, I am taking to himself the great divine name. 
When Moses encountered God in the burning bush and asked God for his name, he said, I am who am. And here is Jesus taking that name to himself. Do not be afraid. I am. The sense of Jesus' words need to be coupled with the power of his great action of walking on the water. This is a divine action. It makes us think back to the Exodus when God, who is the master of the sea, divided the Red Sea to right and to left so that Israel could pass through and be saved. It reminds us all the way back in the book of Genesis when the Holy Spirit hovered over the waters and God proclaimed the word of creation, let there be light. Now we see Jesus proclaiming, I am as he hovers over the water, a great sign of God the creator and God the Saviour. Now the disciples move to bring Jesus into the boat. And as Jesus gets into the boat, John says that the boat arrives immediately at the destination at Capernaum. It's a funny little detail, but it helps us to understand that to receive Jesus, to accept Jesus, is to arrive at the destination. So what's happened? The disciples, the believers, the followers of Jesus have been rescued from the waters of death by receiving Jesus into the boat. And Jesus has shown them by the action of walking on the water just who he is. He is I am. He is the presence of God among them. He is the manifestation of God the Creator and God the Saviour. This is what is revealed to the disciples about Jesus. And they receive him. They accept him. To this point, the crowds that Jesus fed, they recognize Jesus as a prophet and want to make him their king. But the disciples now, they see something far deeper, that Jesus is no mere prophet, but that he is the presence of God in their midst. And so we see a gap opening up now between those who are the disciples of Jesus and the crowds And so now, having passed through this night, the crowds catch up. This is where we pick up the gospel for today. So we read that the crowd that had stayed on the other side saw that only one boat had been there and that Jesus didn't go into the boat. Remember, Jesus went into the mountains. The disciples got into the boat to go to the other side. But in the meantime, other boats had put in from Tiberias near the place where the bread had been eaten. The people got into these boats and they've now caught up and returned to Capernaum. It's the morning of the next day and there they find Jesus. And it's like, wait, what? Where did you come from? We saw you go in the opposite direction and now here you are with your disciples. Now begins a long dialogue between Jesus and the crowd that's come to be known as the Bread of Life Discourse. It's pretty long. We're going to read it over the next few days. And it's going to take in a number of arguments and a number of themes. And it's going to build on the two events that have preceded it. The feeding of the 5,000 and the revelation that is made to the disciples by Jesus walking on the water. Now it gets off to a bit of a bumpy start. Because Jesus starts off by saying, all right, great, you're looking for me. But why? You're not looking for me because you have seen the signs of who I am. You're looking for me because I gave you food. In which case, what do you really want? A full belly. 
And so Jesus says to them, look, do not work for food that cannot last, but work for the food that endures to eternal life, the kind of food the Son of Man is offering you. So where have we arrived in this first little interchange between Jesus and the crowd? Jesus says, look, I gave you loaves and fish, and that's cool, but don't come to me just looking for food. I'm not just God's miraculous restaurant. The food that you had last night, the reason why you're back is because you're hungry again. That food's not enough. No, no, no. There's a food that endures to eternal life. And that food which God is giving you is me. Now that message dovetails with what the disciples have just experienced during the night that Jesus is the one who is God's presence among us as he walks upon the water. And to receive Jesus into the boat is to arrive at the destination. He's not the one who brings us to our destination. He's not the captain of the boat. He is the destination. He's not just the one who gives the food. He is the food. And so Jesus says to the crowd, You're looking for me because of what I gave you. Instead, you should just be looking for me. Because what you're hungry for is who I am, not what I can do for you. At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ in our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot, at this moment, receive you sacramentally, Come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide, so that, as you did at Cana of Galilee, 
joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas, we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God our Father. Amen.